It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Oh, yeah. Would yes. you be mine? Boogers in your wing wang. It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Cliff. Would you be mine? Kendall. Would you be mine? Uh, I did not I follow that. I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. That's so. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you, so let's make the most of this beautiful day. Sure. Beautiful day. <laughs> Since we're together, we might as well say. I love it. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be mine? Like a Frodo his baggins. Uh. Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? I do love football. Hey, Cliff. I'm just dropping by. I'm the happy neighbor from next door. Dropping in to say hello. Name that tune. That was the Wedding March. That was heralding our arrival. That was the Wedding March played on Dinger for. That was beautiful. <laughs> this is a wedding day, Kendall. You know, I wanted to do this show right now, right before Crockpot's wedding, not just to avoid having to help set up the chairs and stuff, but also because you know an added benefit that weddings mean buffo ratings, an immediate ratings bump. If there's a wedding on the show. If only we would have known it was coming and we could have, like, you know, really built up to it like they do on television. I, but it, it was a sudden wedding. Like a sudden... Talk about sudden. Real sudden. It was so sudden. <laughs> like, that, so I heard this whoosh outside and I realized it was that man with, like, that ox and cart over there who's in character here at Fort Busheltown. We are there. Oh, isn't this cool though? It's kind of cool. It's. I mean, is it, it, it first? I don't know for a wedding, but it's cool. Why? Why does Crockpot and this guy? I don't even know what his name. What do you remember? What his name was? Yeah, I, Cliff. I think. I think his name is like Francis. I want to say. No, can you're thinking of Francis McDormand, one of the Oscar frontrunners from Nomadland on Hulu. I don't think it was Francis. I think it was maybe Arn. Started with Arn, so it was like Arnie. Arn? Or it might have oh. just been Arn. It might have just been Arn. That's, maybe that's why I didn't remember it. Maybe maybe because, you know, it is harder to remember weird names like Arn. Or it might have been like Arnold. I don't know if it's Arnold or Arn. Arn uh, maybe it's Barn. Maybe, maybe it was named after where he was born. I don't know. Maybe his name is Barn. I, I'm not. Well, I, well, I don't know. It's either Barn. You never know till you ask, Cliff. You well, never know till well, you ask. Also, why doesn't Crockbite? We're here at this stupid fort where the people have oxes <laughs> and are making there's a, a no. blacksmith Clip. why is it there there needs to be a big banner says congratulations crockpot and arn or barn or francis or whatever their name is well we should you know normally crockpot's the one that would do that so she's kind of busy today i guess she's so, busy and, you know getting something borrowed and blue and all that she did ask me if we could make a banner, and I was like, I don't even know his name. I don't know how to spell it. But, 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 Cliff, I think it's kind of sweet, though, that they're here. You know, I went on this big, you know, I love History, History Channel. Yeah. And yeah. they were talking yeah. about, um, I saw on the History Channel that the reason it's called pottery is because, you know, you need dirt that's really compacted like crazy. And so back in the old days when the, tr the the trucks would, or the trucks, the wagons would roll over the same spots, they would really compact this dirt. 
and potters would go get the clay out of the ground, and that's why they're called potholes. So I thought that was just an amazing story, and I told Crockpot about this, and they were like, oh, we should go where like they used to make clay, and that's why they came here in this historic Fort Busheltown where they're, they're actually doing it still. Blacksmith is over there. Well, I'm sorry, I was not listening to you. There's someone over there in a costume, I'm used to and it. they're churning butter, and they're just they're doing it wrong. And we're gonna have to get Mrs. Potter butter butter churn over there too. Oh, to well, she can't give away all of her secrets, or else they won't come to her store. No, but the way the way this person is doing it, it would just never. You're not you're not gonna make butter that way. Sorry, I don't know what Kendall <laughs> was talking about, but here we're at Fort Busheltown because Crockpot. She's in love. Make believe it's L-U-V. your first time. And yes, before you even ask, I have been asked to sing. Not only at the wedding, <laughs> but at the reception. And I am, I don't know if Mrs. Potter Butter Butter knows this, Mr. Snowball either. I am going to sing the same song that I sang at their wedding, which is the Carpenter's Immortal Make Believe It's Your First Time. Leave your sadness behind. Make believe it's your first time. And I'll make believe it's mine. Because, you know, they've had 10 beautiful years because of that song. And so I want to bless you know- Crockpot and Barnes. Nuptials, the same. But, you know, and you, that's the exact same way that you accepted the way they asked you when you said, before you even ask, yes, I'll sing it your wedding. You told, you said it to Crockpot and Urn just the other day. I didn't want them to have the jitter. You know how people are like, you, you know how people are like, oh, I don't want to ask. You know how if you and I are ever in Walmart together, I say, you go ask that sales associate where this is. I'm not going to do <laughs> yes. it. I can't do it. So, but you know, they don't want to do it. So I thought I'm going to just, as a gift, as my gift to them, perfect pitch. It's where you can register for it. So I'm just going to offer it up gratis on the house. Well, they must have registered at Cliff because it's being delivered. It's staying and delivered. All right, Kendall, what did you get them <laughs> off, the re- off the record while she's over there getting something barred and blue and... Uh, Francis is God knows where in a, well, in a RV somewhere. You know, this all happened so quick. I didn't really have time to go shopping. I had to like just look around, and try to make something up. So I built her a crockpot stand out of out of old pallet wood. I think it turned out great. Um, 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 I got it hidden back behind the thing, but oh. it's got a little place to to show off her crockpots in the store. When she's selling them. All right, that is. All right, that's that's nice. I guess I worked hard for that stand and the figurines and the money and all of it. Kendall, yeah. it's that's not even what the show is about. Knock, well, knock. no, but we would be remiss if we didn't talk about that first. <laughs> just in case anybody was wondering, that's just by the way, this is what's happening. But no, Kendall, would you please? People like to know what's going on. Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm reaching for the dinger. I was not finding it. I was banging on the stapler there for a second. (laughs) Keep your eye on the dinger, Cliff. No, Kendall, would you please tell people what the hell this show is about? Oh, shit. I was hoping you would. No, I decline. Uh, Cliff, it's about those wacky, fun, crazy, happy-go-lucky TV neighbors we all know. And it's a countdown of nothing but the best. Nothing but the best. Even though number 10 is not number one, Cliff, it's still It's an the best. honor. It's an honor. If somebody said they were counting down the 10 best fat-hosted podcasts, 
and they started with us at 10. Out of all the world, come on, it would be an honor. It would still be an honor, yes. Still be an honor. Thank you. You know I like to explain how countdowns work. Every time this is our 90th countdown, and you're still... like. Just like you to know. Still can't, still doing the whole thing. All right, Kendall, uh, Space Coin. Where is it? Uh, where is it? It's that satanic Space Coin. Oh, good. All right. Uh, heads or tails, Cliff? Give me a head to peep through the window at the neighbors. All right, here we go. Heads it is. Oh, heads it is. Shit. Yeah. You asked yeah. for head and you got I it. I asked for head and I got it, Kendall. I can only say that I hope the force is with us both. May the force be with you. Because I've got a lot of lists. I've got a long list of people who must oh, shit. settle in. Be included. In. People who cannot be excluded. And so I hope you mention several of them because I just don't have enough slots. <laughs> Me too. Kendall, number ten. It's this is and she's a big number ten. This shows you how big and important this list is that she comes in at number 10. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Hit me. Knock, knock. Thelma. It's me from across the street. It's Iola Boylan. Oh, good old Iola. From Mama's Family. Hey, Thelma, let me put this on. Us Boylan's always wear it for good luck. Well, Iola, how lovely. I don't believe I've ever seen pearls quite so big. No, they're not pearls. They're mother's gallstones. Oh, my God. See, I completely forgot about her, and I'm scared of who else I may have forgotten. Oh, Kendall, that is a dark omen for things to come. But (laughs) Iola Boylan, number 10. God, she came around season three of Mama's Family, for those of you. Oh. Taking copious notes in your diaries, and the world you can't even handle the ones without her. I know, the, you know, the world will never be the same after we all meet. Yeah. Iola Boylan, she is a lover of handicrafts. She makes cozies and things, you know, for your TV guide and for your toilet paper and objets d'art. That the object d'art, the Harpers, they don't appreciate. Well. I may not have your charisma, your majesty, but you must admit I was very warmly applauded today. Well, sure, they applaud Miss Congeniality, but they give the crown to Miss America. <laughs> but what do you know? I got plenty of support. Yeah, it's all in your pantyhose. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I have Alberta Meacham in my pocket, and she is a power broker in the CLL. Oh, yeah, well, I don't need Boss Meacham because I got the rank and file behind me. Oh, and here I thought it was cellulite. Really BFF with Mama, Thelma Harper, Thelma and Iola. It's friendship, friendship, just the perfect blendship. Oh, do you love Iola? I do love Iola, and I'm so glad that you remembered her so that she did not get left off this list. Now, you can't have a list of the best neighbors Mm-mm. Without all the boiling. Hi, I. Hello, Naomi. I was so hoping that you would come over today that I whipped up a pecan pie. It is delicious, too. Oh, I see. Well, what you got there, I? Well, I baked you some banana nut buns, but 
I guess if you already have a delicious pecan pie. Yeah, I want you to just run them suckers on home, stick them in your freezer. <laughs> but next up on the list, number nine, which is not number one either. Oh. Number nine is Wilson W. Wilson from Home Improvement, that neighbor that lived next door that you never even knew what he looked like. <laughs> Kendall, I was so hoping that you would bring more power to this episode, and you've done it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> of course I did. It needed more power. Wilson, tell us about him, not Wilson the volleyball. This is a different Wilson. No. Now, this was before Wilson the Volleyball. This is the original, the OG oh, Wilson. Oh, All right. His name was Wilson Wilson, and he just happened to, to be that good old therapist for, uh, for Tim Allen or whatever his character's name Tim was. Tim the like. Tool Man Taylor. The Dithorime actually was a prelude to Greek theater. There was much stylized dancing and chanting as 50 naked men danced to the beat of a drum. I think there's a place like that down by the airport. <laughs> it was, it was the, the man behind the myth cliff. The man behind the fence is what you really mean. You never well both both. What did you did you, did we see his eyes? Is that as far as we ever saw? Yeah, he he always had um a, like he had the fence up to here, uh-huh. so you just see the top part of his face. And then he, it was funny because even when he'd come out for the bow, when they would show that, uh-huh. he'd have a little handheld picket fence that covered his face because you'd never supposed to see him. Oh, but on the on the last curtain call of the finale, he showed himself. World was set ablaze forever. Hey, Wilson. What are you up to? I'm tending my tulips, Tim. A little late in the year for that, isn't it? Well, I'm forcing them. How, oh, by squeezing their bulbs? He was the first person... You know, in, in the world we live in now, I don't know if you've had this occurrence, but when you would see people that were wearing masks, you don't really know what they look like. And it's not that you think you know what they look like. You just... Your brain doesn't even care. And then when somebody takes off the mask, it's like, oh, I was not expecting that. I'm sure millions of people looked at me and thought, whoa, I did not expect that much fat to be fitting that little mask. Oh, they did. He was the the OG mask wearer, too. You didn't know what he looked like. Oh, what an OG. Tim, are you familiar with the I Ching? Sure. The I Ching, the scratching, the chafing. (laughs) That's why I switched to boxers, my friend. Oh, I, this show may have went off the rails already, but I, we can get it back. He was, he, no, I mean, he was, when you talk about, if we ever did an OG countdown, he'd be on it. Isn't this, well, it's a lovely experience, I guess. Well, I don't oh. know, Sugar Lump. I, I'm personally a little bit peeved at Crockpot for stealing our special day. Oh, no. This is well, you think she would have remembered? Day. You would think so. Oh, oh how, how many years is it this year, Mrs. Butter 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 Chair? It's our 10-year anniversary. It's a very big one. <laughs> oh, yes. 10 years of love and laughter with you, girl. Oh, <laughs> oh beautiful. I'd never change even a moment. Not not if it meant having one less moment with you, Sugar Lump. Oh, oh. Oh, I would do it all over again just to have that extra time with you. <laughs> all right. Well, this this is beautiful. But, you know, I don't, thinking back, I don't even know if Crockpot, was she even? at the first wedding it might have been whoever was before her our, our old assistant somebody i don't know who 
I don't know, somebody before? Who was before Crock-Pot? I, who can remember? Uh, it was a long time ago, but I'm just saying there were other assistants who didn't bring their own Crock-Pot <laughs> to have lunch and, <laughs> and cook, cook up something while they... She was the first one to do waited. that. And so that's why we call her Crock-Pot. But no, and oh, this is... Well, it's a wonderful occasion. I can't say it's not. That would be improper etiquette. <laughs> I just really wish she would have consulted with the day on her calendar. I don't know. I think it, it's a little bit of a slap in the face <laughs> to us, if you don't mind me saying so. You know, we've had several anniversaries parties over the years <laughs> and she's been invited to most of them so I'm sure it must have crossed her mind even though this has been some kind of a bizarre whirlwind romance with a mud salesman or something like that <laughs> oh dear not a mud salesman dear he sells clay for the pottery dear of course oh is that that's how they met like it was on oh Monday Monday's clay salesman? Monday's clay delivery I guess that's when they met last uh, that makes sense. That that's about when he showed up. Now, Mrs. Potter, butter, butter shirt. What is the groom's name? Oh dear, I think it was Fred, or or I, no, it may have been. I think it was Vern, actually. Vern. Oh no, nonsense. His name was Macklemo, Mo, something with a, a Mac, Macko, Mo. There's no, Macolo. there's no M in the name. Oh, dear. of course not. Yes, that's... it was a Macolo, Macaulay, Mac, something Macaw. I don't know. We'll have to look. Dear, at did the you take invitation. your medicine? Oh, 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 oh excuse my bowels. <laughs> They're oh, starting dear. to twitch. We must twitch. get you in. Quickly, let's oh, get no. that medication before it Oh, I hope they can get him changed before the wedding starts oh. here in a few. We have a few minutes. Better, better hurry. You know, she's become such an expert at getting him changed, though. It, it's like it's like a pit stop in NASCAR. It's a you should see it. A, a, I was thinking like a quick change, like on Broadway. <laughs> same thing. Yeah. It is the same thing. Same. Thing. What's the difference? No, Cliff. no difference. Yes. Number eight on our countdown. Oh, oh shit. shit! Number eight, Kendall. It's getting hot in here. Get late. <laughs> Get late for number eight. Get late. Kendall, this is another OG. Oh, OG. OG. OG is what the Stevenses thought every time she came to the door right in the middle of a whole bunch of witchcraft going on. And who would come a nosing around? The Nose G. I call her the Nose G. The nose G. She was nosy neighbor number one, Gladys Kravitz. Uh, oh! oh! Bewitched. Bewitched. And ba -da -ba 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 -da. She would just happen to pop over for a cup of sugar and find, oh, I don't know, Benjamin Franklin in the living room because Aunt Clara accidentally <laughs> conjured him there. Or How did she ever... Hide that one from her. She screamed, and uh, you know, it was a whole thing. There's something very strange about her. Gladys, will you stop? No, I will not. It is time that people found out about this house. Oh, weird things go on in here. They have powers. Supernatural powers. <laughs> Abner, make her stop. She's going to do something. Oh, she did. She turned me into a baby. But Gladys Kravitz, she's wonderful. You know, bewitched. There was two Darrens, but not everybody talks about how there were also two Gladys Kravitzes. 
Yeah, because were. in the black and white episodes, there was the first. I don't know either of their real names. Sorry, I'll just call them Gl- Gladys <laughs> One and Two. Gladys One was black and white, and you and it was she was wonderful. I can say because I'm currently watching Bewitched and I'm in season three. But <laughs> Gladys One was wonderful. She was excellent, and it was just heartbreaking because in season two, you could you could tell that she was really sick in some episodes. Uh, she looked. Uh-huh. Really, like she was wasting away, and it was just so sad because she was still so funny, so great. But yeah. she was gone. But she passed away, and then in the color episodes, there was redheaded Gladys, who I think of it as like she just the you know Gladys had, you know, she was obviously going through some illness, and then she maybe had like plastic surgery afterward. And- wake up! Wake up! Wake up! What, what, what do you want? That was a good one, Gladys. Be sure and tell a psychiatrist about it when you see him. What psychiatrist? The one I'm going to send you to. Kendall, just at the worst times ever. What do you think about Gladys Kravitz? And her husband never believed her. He'd be like, oh, Gladys, I don't. I don't believe you that there are people flying around the Stevens's house. Come on. Focus, focus. I love Gladys. And I think that that trope or whatever you want to call it from Bewitched has continued on with us for forever. Like ever since then, we have stories that are so much like that where it's like, oh, I don't believe you're seeing crazy things next door, you know, but it's just. It was an hilarious situation that they came up with, and it was wonderful, and she played it perfectly. Anya! 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 Yes, my love? Tabitha Stevens just made a newspaper fly through the air like it had wings. Do you know what that proves? Mm Mm-hmm. News travels fast. Oh, here's to you, Gladys Kravitz. Here's to you, Gladys Kravitz. We know that you saw magic every day. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Even though your husband wouldn't listen, maybe today things would be different. Maybe not. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Call Dr. Bombay. All right, Kendall, <laughs> that was number eight. Now. Number eight. Speaking of heaven. Oh. Let's go to number seven. You've got some... Number seven. Oh, Kendra, you there is some people you better not leave out. Don't fill up the back half of the countdown with a bunch of shit. It, it just because you think, well, it's not number one. That's what I always do when I've, then I've run out of spaces. Because uh, I think I'm going to have way more. And then you come out with Iola Bola, and I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about her. Oh. So now I've really screwed up. Number seven. Number seven, more I'm power. I'm going to go... I'm going to go. This is so much harder than any of the other countdowns we've done because I love all of them. It's a stacked countdown. I love every it's, single one of yeah. them. Okay, these these are some of my favorite. I, I, have to, I can't leave them off, so I've got to put them in. All right. Stanley and Helen Roper from Three's Company. Even though he was the landlord, I still look at him as just a funny neighbor. Oh, Stanley. Stanley, wasn't that romantic? What? What Jack did to that man who pinched Chrissy? Big deal. Jack was just jealous because the guy didn't pinch him. I think it's so exciting when a man gets jealous. Stanley, Stanley, if you came home 
and found another man making love to me, what would you do to him? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? Why not? Well, I figured a guy suffered enough. <laughs> yes, I love him. Come and knock on our door. Oh, come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. Oh, so good. And I, I just loved him. I loved that he was always like, what's going on in here? He was, he was basically a... Gladys Kravitz. He was like, why yes. are you with these girls? And John Ritter's like, I'm very gay. That's why I have on a bra. But old Mr. Roper, he always saw through it. He knew there was funny business going on in that apartment. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> what have you done with Helen, Mr. Roper? Uh, what are you doing here? This is my bed. Oh my God! <laughs> How did you get me up here? You had a lot to drink last night. You must have passed out. I never pass out. What are you doing in my bed? I must have passed out. <laughs> See, the last thing I remember, I was doing the hustle with somebody. This is awful. What? My being in bed with you and you being a, uh, 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 Tinkerbell? <laughs> People are liable to get the wrong idea. Yeah, I see what you mean. Oh, and don't you just wish that we had Mrs. Roper's wardrobe so we could just wear those big flowing <laughs> moo-moo caftans yeah. all day long. I would kill. That's what I thought adulthood would be like, Cliff. <laughs> I was I was led astray as a child. I thought we could wear long flowing caftans all day long. You know, people used to wear those in the like Roman emperor times or whatever. Why can't that come back? Bell bottoms keep coming back, coming back. Why not well, the moo? Times they are a changing. I say we do it. We we, we have a, a following of two or three people. We could start it. We could start it. Bring back the moo. Oh, those ropers! Free the fat. Free the fat. Did you? How did you feel when the ropers moved away and were replaced by Mister mm. Furley? Cliff, it was rough. It was tough. I remember it like it was yesterday. It, I, I, there are certain times I remember as a kid that I was like really upset about television. I didn't even know why yet. I didn't know why it affected me, but it, it just really hurt. And I felt like I was being robbed. I was, why do they take the? Why are these people not there anymore? Where'd they go? Did they ever explain it's where gone. they went? Well, they did explain because they had a short-lived spinoff called The Ropers, which didn't... Oh, that's right. Which spinoffs always will ruin things. They'll take them away, and then you can't get them back. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. I, I want to say something, but it mentions a future countdown entry, and I can't. All right. That was what? Number seven? That was number seven. Oh, 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 how do you think these new tuxedo pants look? Uh, are they too shiny for a wedding here at this whatever it is, a, a mud compound? Oh, no. Oh, no, I, I think they look nice on you. And, you know, shiny is like it repels liquid better so it's probably it's probably a better bet to have on anyway now mrs butter 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 churn do you is that i love this big is that like an orchid and what other flowers are there on your oh, corsage dear, i just i just threw this together dear with some some flowers from the backyard but yes it's got some some daylilies and some baby's breath i've put on there dear and it's got some 
some big large lilies that I just thought were beautiful. They just, they made it perfect for our anniversary and, and also the wedding, dear. Oh, uh, well, I love it. I love it. Now, you know, and I'm sure you do know, I'm sure you've already exchanged gifts, but 10 years, isn't that the iron anniversary? Oh, dear, it's actually the tin or aluminum, dear. Really? Because here's the only reason I say that is because on HBO they said it's ten years of Game of Thrones and they called it the Iron Anniversary, but maybe that's just something to do with the show. Ten, yeah, it's the traditional ten-year anniversary gift. Ten, ten, how original! Dear, dear, it's actually ten instead. But I did give Mr. Snodbottom a lovely tie pin. I thought it was funny. It's a, it's a tie pin made of tin. <laughs> oh, I love it, dear. You know, anything given with the heart, just like I, when I gave you that long sheet of tin metal that someday we can put on a roof <laughs> if we ever that need. That's a lovely idea. Yes, we'll just store it out in the shed in the meantime. Oh, dear, it's just like our love. We can store it for years until we need to use it. <laughs> All right, that's, that's enough about your love. Now, uh, we've got to go, and the wedding is really about to start. Uh, this, oh, oh, we've got to get, look. oh, look, oh those, see some of those Crockpot's weird artist friends. Well, they're, oh. they're already heading over there. We, we better get ready. We've got to. Once again, our love and our continuous just eclipsed by the wedding. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Oh, she's so angry. I know. There they go, though. Take your seats. All right. We'll be right there. We'll be right there. Just a minute. All right, uh, Cliff, before yes. we do that, though. Yes. What shall we do? Kendall, this is a wedding. And that's not a joke. Yes, it is. It's not a joke. And neither are these wonderful jokes. These wonderful bad jokes. <laughs> Don't speak so soon about them being wonderful. Oh, I thought you were going to say bad. I was like, oh, I can definitely say that. No, no, no. I know they'll be bad. Well, I guess they will be <laughs> wonderful, too, because at some point the listeners will wonder, why the hell are Cliff and Kendall telling me this? Like in this first joke. But also in the category of bad, they are wonderful. <sighs> sure, anyway, sure. Cliff. Yeah, yeah. A pickle. Oh, we're in a pickle walks. here. Oh, we are. A pickle. He walks into a bar and the bartender says, hey, you're a pickle. What are you doing in here? And the pickle says, Well, for starters, I'm celebrating the fact that I can walk. <laughs> oh. Then what else? That's it, Cliff. That's the end. Oh, he said, I've, he said for starters, and I assumed that was just merely the first of many. Well, I'm sure that he's got millions of jokes to follow with that bartender, but that was it for me. Funny one, Kendall. A woman married Thank you. and had 13 children. <laughs> Whoa. Why, God? Why? Her Why? husband died. and No wonder he killed himself. She soon married again <laughs> and had seven more children. Why, God, do you allow Holy shit, shut it bad down. Bad things to happen to good people. Again, <laughs> no surprise, her husband died. She remarried, had five more children. Finally, she died, Kendall. Standing before her coffin, the preacher prayed to the Lord, thanking him for loving this woman who fulfilled his commandment to go forth and multiply. It was not one of the Ten Commandments, however. Possibly it was one of the no. more uh, other commandments in the expanded deluxe version of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> it was on the third plate that Moses dropped and broke. And in his eulogy, the preacher said, Lord, they're <laughs> finally together. 
leaning over to a neighbor, one mourner quietly asked, Do you think he means her first, second, or third husband? And the neighbor replied, I think he means her legs. Oh! Whoa! A sober reminder that death comes for us all, Kendall. (laughs) It spares no one, Cliff, no one. Right. A man. No one. A man has been drinking all night, Cliff. He comes out of a bar. He goes to his car, and a policeman comes over, and he says, Sir, your eyes seem to be bloodshot. Have you been drinking? Uh Uh-oh. And the guy, he says, Officer, your your eyes seem to be glazed. Have you been eating donuts? Uh -uh. (laughs) And then he was... Then he was arrested and killed. Tased to death. All right. (laughs) We never heard from him again. Kendall... Jenny, oh, she was a knockout, but alas, she was also virtually brainless. Fortunately, this was no drawback as far as Jack's plans for the evening were concerned. He was delighted when she agreed to come up to his apartment for a late night cocktail. And as he prepared the drinks full of anticipation, Jenny explored the apartment, stopping now and then to examine a painting or a book or an object of art that she didn't quite understand. And at last, she stopped dead in front of his fireplace. What on earth is that? She asked, pointing to a carved wooden object lying on the mantel. Oh, that's African, he replied. They use them in their fertility rites. It's a shame how I got it and it should be returned to its native people. But nonetheless, it's a phallic symbol. Oh, I see, stated Jenny demurely. Well, I'd hate to tell you what it looks like. Oh. Whoa. A wiener. Wiener. (laughs) But it always ends with a wiener. Oh, doesn't it, though? Flip, a cowboy. He's sitting at the bar. The guy comes up, sits next to him. Looks over at the cowboy hat and says, Are you a real cowboy? <laughs> and the cowboy says, a belch is right in his face. And he says, Yes, I believe I am a real cowboy. I, I spend my day riding around on a horse, looking after cattle, sleeping under stars. Later, a girl comes and she sits down next to him and says, Are you a real cowboy? He says, Yes, I spend my entire day riding around the range, looking after horses and cattle. I suppose I am a cowboy. What about you? What are you? And she says, oh, I'm a lesbian. I I spend my whole day thinking about women. I get up in the morning. I have a shower. I think about women. I have breakfast. I think about women. I go to work and I think about women. Ten minutes later, another guy sits down and says, are you a real cowboy? And he says, well, ten minutes ago I thought I was. Oh. Oh, he's not so sure anymore, Cliff. (sighs) Kendall, I'm going to take us back to nature with this one, okay? Good. (laughs) Kendall, a bear and a rabbit were in the forest taking a shit. And the bear looked over at the rabbit and said, Do you ever have a problem with shit sticking to your fur? And the rabbit said, No, I don't. And the bear then picked up the rabbit and wiped his ass with it. Oh. (laughs) Oh, Kendall, do you have any more jokes there? I think they are waving us over to the wedding. I've got a... Oh, I gotta warm up just a little bit. Oh yeah, bit. we should go get we should We've get in we should get in line because you know the wedding party gets to eat first for. after. So. Oh, let's do that especially. All right, I've got to go. We've right. been around we'll the right game back. enough to know the score. You know what I always say: to belch is human, to forgive divine. 
Stay tuned for more Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Mmm, melt. The new ham and turkey melt from Jack in the Box. My hunger is melting away. Layers of lean ham melting with cheddar, melting with layers of white meat turkey, melting with Swiss. They melted it just for me. The new ham and turkey melt on grilled sourdough from Jack in the Box. For exciting new taste, this is the place. Melting! What a concept! And we're back. It's Cliff and Kindle time. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I love it. Are you familiar with Are you familiar with Are you Anybody objected before, let alone half the people in the crowd. No, I I think that was the first one, and uh, and it was it was shocking. I mean, you know, we of course at we raised our hands after we saw everybody else raising them, but That's, it was there was a lot of people. Because I I mean, of course, I was you know I re- once everybody else was being honest, I realized it was time that we also could be honest it's like one of those things you don't want to be left out at that point well anyway. i thought it was just a ceremonial thing if anybody objects yeah. hold you know say now or hard forever hold your peace i thought nobody really did that but when you know 20 people did it i thought i felt safe that we could do it too and i yeah. crockpot and phlegm or whatever his name they both they ran off in opposite directions i don't know I don't know about the future of their relationship. I mean, if you can't take this, you're not going to be able to take the other hard stuff. So No, but all I do know is the reception is going to still start and I still is going to sing because I did not work <laughs> up a big medley from my Kasingle collection and plus several of my greatest hits, plus Busheltown City Limits. Plus, now I'm going to have to add in Make Believe It's Your First Time to this set because I didn't even get to sing it. In the wedding. Uh, the wedding disbanded before I got to even sing my song. So if the reception is still happening. I, I don't care what anybody says. I, well, the, yeah, yeah. I, ha- I, haven't eaten, I haven't eaten since last night. I have been preparing myself for this moment. And I am hungry. So I say we party like it happened. Well, I mean, and, I can see know. the caterers are still over there. And they've got the cake. And I don't know if they're going to take the figures off the top or not but and cliff life is so unnerving for a servant who's not serving he's not whole without a soul to wait upon so let's 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 help him out oh boy it's such a strange kind of tragedy when a love affair goes wrong oh no oh, yes dear it is but you know karma is also a terrible situation that you must 
Always follow proper etiquette. Oh, I, you know I don't believe in karma, only Christ, dear. But I do think that in one way, Crockpot brought it on herself by trying to <laughs> usurp our wedding date. Oh, on our tenth, tin anniversary. Oh, ho, ho. well, you know, look, we were just talking about all the foods over there, the cakes there. I mean, look, you made two cakes, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter, and you made one for the wedding and one for your anniversary. So. Why not we just make this a, a anniversary celebration? Yeah, let's just turn it into an anniversary party. There's <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful idea. You know, even over in the corner, I thought it was just a legitimate pile of mud, but it's actually the groom's cake in the shape of a pile of clay. And so I think we could, we dig into that because do it, Burn or whoever's not he's not coming back. I guess. No, really and not. Crockpot, God only knows where she's gone. So she probably ran off. Yeah, this is now our celebration. This, Yeah, this is our... Go take down all of that wedding stuff and put up anniversary stuff. Oh, yeah, I better go check the music playlist and make sure it fits with our taste. <laughs> oh, yes, Sugarloaf. Don't, don't be playing any of that electric boogaloo or whatever it is. That oh, people dancing no in lines. Oh, no, not at our party. The song... Oh, they're, look, they're, they're changing up the music. Well, hopefully she's accounted for all your songs that you're singing. Um, They'll still work for an anniversary, right? Oh, it's, yeah, it's a good 40-minute chunk. It's, you know, it, people are going to love it. So, all right, it, settle it, in. Settle in, and Kendall, what number are we on in this whole crowded neighbor countdown? TV neighbors. We're on number six. Oh shit! We still got a long way to go. <sighs> oh. And you are number six, Cliff. Oh fuck! <laughs> I thought you was number six. All right, number no. six. I thought that's what you thought. Oh, the way you were unthinking. God. God. All right, number six. Oh, <laughs> you might think of these as people who would have neighbors, but no. Originally, they started out. As neighbors themselves, before they moved on up to the east side, before George and Wheezy Jefferson left for the deluxe apartment in the sky, indeed, but thanks to Jefferson Cleaner's buffo business, they lived in Queens next to those old bunkers. The Jeffersons, they were the bunkers' neighbors on all in the family. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Put it down. Mama, will you leave me alone, please? I said put it down. You've had enough. Mama, I'm a big boy now. I don't need you to blow my nose for me. Now, will you leave me alone? Sure, honey. Hi there, Jefferson. That ain't very nice, talking that way to your little mammy here. <laughs> Who you calling mammy? <laughs> Well, don't you dare call me Mammy. I'm nobody's Mammy. I'm his mother. Now, if you've got anything to say to me, you call me Mrs. Jefferson. Oh, she's Mrs. Jefferson. Don't talk to me. Etc., etc., etc. Yes, Cliff, they've been moving on up. I keep... Gosh, there's just so many wonderful neighbor families to remember. There are so many who... <laughs> oh, just, you know, cantankerous George. I loved... He just slammed the door in people's faces. That was one of my <laughs> favorite things. And Wheezy, uh, Wheezy 
there's just no nobody better than Wheezy. Come on. If everybody was uh, more like Wheezy, there would be no war. There would be no them. famine. Yes. I loved him, the Jeffersons. That's a spinoff that works. He's on the way home for a beer. And who do you think is in there spending money hand over fist, buying drinks for the whole joints? Who? Your neighbor here, George Jefferson. Oh, my. Wasn't that nice of him? There's nothing nice about it. The guy's just showing off. He happens to be making a few extra bucks now with his cleaning stores, and that's it. Comes walking into Kelsey's there, making a lot of noise with a wad of bills big enough to choke a dog, shooting his mouth off. I hate it when them people try acting white. <laughs> yeah, but you drank his beers, didn't you? Certainly I did. I figured he was up to something, and I wanted to find out what. Oh, it worked, baby. It worked overtime. It worked, baby. It worked. It was such an excellent pair. The Jeffersons. Oh, oh, oh. They come in. Whatever that number this is. Number six. Finally. Got a piece of the pie, Cliff. They've made it to our countdown. Piece of the pie. And I know I'm getting a piece of that cake over there. Do not forget to leave me a slice. Oh, yeah. Mr. Snobbottom is cutting it. He's got Funky and Opie handing out pieces. (laughs) I love that this has just become their wedding. Look at him. <laughs> uh, I look, oh, and I, you know, I can, I can only, I can't hear it exactly, but I can read the lips of people who are singing along and they're playing "Bicycle Built for Two. It's just one of their favorite uh, songs. Oh, look, they're trying. They're getting those people over there with those old timey bicycles to ride around during the song. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, Cliff, number five, 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 five. five. <laughs> So, oh, this is just getting so tough. Um, 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 I, I have to mention this person, and I, I don't know if you're going to mention them, but I'm I'm going to put them in here, and hopefully I don't screw everything up. Um, 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 um. That neighbor that lives next door to those yellow people, Cliff, the Simpsons. Oh. I'm talking Ned Flanders. Todd, would you like some mixed vegetables? Hell no. <gasps> what did you say? I don't want any damn vegetables. All right, that's it, young man. No Bible stories for you tonight. Oh. <laughs> Weren't you a little hard on him? Well, you knew I had a temper when you married me. Oh, painty can Ned, living next door, praying to the Lord. Poor, you gotta feel bad for Ned. Two wives gone to heaven. Well, he loves heaven so much. He's, he's connected to them all the time, probably. He's praying right away. You know, he hears Oh, yeah. Tell us more about Ned Flanders. If you ever get into trouble, all you need to do is... Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Flanders. You've pretty much summed it up, Cliff. He's he's just the, the Bible-thumping next-door neighbor. Daddy, what do taxes pay for? Oh, why everything. Policemen, trees, sunshine. And let's not forget the folks who just don't feel like working, God bless them. Fun left-handed at the leftorium. They're not perfect, but the Lord says love thy neighbor. Shut up, Flanders. Oakley, doakley, do. So wonderful. And remember the Deserves great, to be on the list. There was a great episode where he moved to another town where everybody was basically Flanders's. Yes. And he couldn't take it. He couldn't take no. it. He needed. You can't have the yin without the yang. Oh, oh, oh. All right, if you say oh, so. Oh. All right, number five, <laughs> Ned. Flanders. That's number five, Cliff. And stupid, stupid, sexy Flanders. 
I would like to do something else real quick before we continue our countdown. <laughs> oh, would you? I would. Do you want to stop the show and go get some cake before Fonky hands out the last piece over there? Well, I mean, I do think that would be a good idea. But then, right when we come back from getting that cake, or you could just keep talking, I'll run over there and grab some. And then we should help some people. All right. Let's help some people. You've got questions. I'll go get the cake. I've got answers. Dear Cliff and Kendall. Oh, I have so many great single offerings to sing at this reception later on, including, you know, the, one of the great ones that goes, how does it, is the one of the male, oh, in the oh, arms. I'm back. Oh, sorry, he, they did not want to give me that cake. I had to fight for it. I said, we're doing a show and we can't be bothered to wait in line. Well, I appreciate you saying so. And I've got a letter here. All right. Let's see. I'm surprised you haven't already helped the people. I was going for No, I've got to read it to you, smart guy. All right. Here we go. Dear Cliff and Kendall, I work in a small office with about 20 people. One lady often brings homemade cookies, cakes, candies, and breads to the office. We all eat and enjoy everything she makes. Yesterday, I had to drop off some work at her home. She said she was making a batch of cookies and invited me in. Cliff and Kendall, her house and kitchen were filthy. Cats everywhere. Some sticking their noses in the cookie dough. All she did was push them away and continue without washing her hands. Insects were crawling all over sacks of unwashed dishes on, on, on the kitchen floor. I can't understand why no one became violently ill from eating what she's prepared. Kendall and Cliff, there is no way I will ever eat again anything that she brings to the office. How can I stop eating her food without explaining why? Should I tell my co-workers what I saw? I don't know how to handle this. I'm flummoxed in Florida. Help them. Uh, Cliff, I see, I would have just dropped dead immediately, and I wouldn't have had to worry about anything Uh-oh. after that. But but since she survived the initial onslaught of the OCD nightmare that she witnessed, I would say the best thing to do is quietly just stop eating her food. I wouldn't bring it up. I wouldn't make a big deal, because that's just sad. I, I, just, I have too much empathy to be like, Everybody stop eating her food. Mm. And, you know, most people probably wouldn't even have a problem with it, but I know how OCD I am, so I would probably just stop, and I'd be like, I'm on a diet, which I probably I should be anyway. So, there you go. Oh, yeah, nobody. Most people wouldn't have a problem with roaches all over the food, cats walking through the dough. I don't know. That's the way it feels to me as an OCD person. I feel like everybody else is like, just pick that up off the floor and eat it. It's fine. And whereas I'm like, don't go near that. It's contaminated. My cake over here is kind of crunchy, Kendall. There, there's some kind of some uh, phone. Whoever her her groom must have really likes weird, crunchy things on their cake. But anyway, Kendall, read me a letter. Let me but, help some people. Wait, hold on. That that was two pieces. One of those was mine. Yeah, it look. I mean, it did not look like two pieces, Kendall. Look, I grabbed us two pieces. Damn it! I was waiting until after. Ugh. I thought you just. I thought my piece took up two plates. Sorry. All right. You're going to be getting the next load of food. All right. Um, here we go. Let me open this up. Dear 
Dear, dear, Kendall. Dear, Kendall. Dear. My husband and I Kendall. have been married for six uh, uh, mostly blissful years, mm. but recently some of his fantasies have started to worry me. About six months ago, he told me he had an attraction to women with amputations. Now, naturally, I was confused. I didn't even know that was a thing, but I accepted it, even though I thought it was odd. Three months ago, he asked to do some role-playing, where he wanted to hide my leg under a towel to give the appearance of having a below-the-knee amputation. Uh, but he... Uh, <laughs> sorry, I lost my place. Below-the-knee amputation, which he says is his favorite. I didn't like it, but I went ahead with it. But now things are getting to be too much for me. He recently told me that not only does he find amputees attractive, but he wants to be one. What do I do? And uh, that's signed in weird territory in, uh, in the North Busheltown woods. <laughs> say no. No. Say yes to covering your legs. Say no to the rest of everything. <laughs> Helped. Put that one in the helped pile, Kendall. There it goes, right into the help. Oh my. I hate to abruptly walk right in and barge in on number four in our countdown, but that's what he did, Kendall. That is what he did. He would walk in and say, whoa, whoa Jerry, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> his name is Kramer from Seinfeld. I mean, how could you two keep this a secret from me? It's not true. Ah! Enough lying. The line is through. Oh, come on, Jerry, the masquerade is over. You're thin, late 30s, single. So are you. Yeah. Yes, oh. he definitely deserves to make the list. Just barging right in. One of the great neighbors always just coming in, helping themselves to Jerry's. I guess they all the friends really helped themselves to whatever was in cherries. <laughs> Just like you helped yourself to both those slices of cake. I Kendall, brought. drop it. Aren't you going to get there? No. Well, what if it's an emergency? Oh, there's no emergencies. Jerry, come on, it's an emergency! <laughs> Cosmo Kramer, who... There's so many... Too many immortal, iconic moments to even mention one, like the painting, or the Calvin Klein ad, or his frequent lawyer, Jackie Childs, it's the Marlboro Man, and Kramer, Kramer. I'd love to watch the operation, yeah. I don't know. Oh, come on, Jerry, you gotta see the operation. They're gonna cut him open, his guts will be all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They'll saw through bone. <laughs> We'll see what's inside bone. Where art for art thou, Kramer? The world needs you, Kramer. Come back. Barge back in. We locked our door, Cliff. I don't know what the name of this woman in the bathroom. So when she comes out, you introduce yourself, and then she'll be forced to say her name. Ten four. Okay. Oh, hello. Hello, I'm Kramer. Nice to meet you. See you later. Hard to slam through day. the door with it locked. Sad days when our doors are locked. And Kramer can't come in as he pleases. Sad day. It is a sad day indeed. Here's to you, Mr. Kramer. Jerry loves you more than you could know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, number four. That was a great number four, Kramer. Number four. All right, number three. Another person that I would just 
be freaking remiss if I did not mention. We've mentioned him on the other countdowns. But he came in the door and he was like, <gasps> Did I do that? <laughs> and he did do that, Cliff. He did. And that's Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel, tell Where us. Where would the world be without the Urkel? Tell us about him. Oh, well, he's just... I mean, he's one of those characters that when you think of that show, you're like, oh, he's like a main character. But then you realize, no, he was a neighbor. And it actually hit me like kind of funny when I was coming up with this list. I was like, oh, Urkel's is the neighbor. <laughs> Did I do that? That possessed doll again? <laughs> Look at his little polo. Oh, Kendall got any cheese? I wish it did, Urk. But it don't. Oh, Urkel, I wish I had some cake. he's the only one who's actually guest starring on the show today. <laughs> yeah. yeah! Yeah, well, I guess I do have a healthy dose of the old animal magnetism. Oh, yeah! <laughs> As it should be. As it should be. Urkel. Never leave us, Urkel. Never leave us. But don't, don't you love him? Like you never left the Winslow's house. Urkel. Thanks for the talk, Carl. Yeah, there's a filly out there who needs me. And I'm not one for cruelty to animals. I know, didn't it feel like he was the main character on that show? Well, I kind of think, sorry, I got some this last piece of cake in my mouth. There's, there's a piece that oh. found in my lap. Get down! Get down! <laughs> he, you know, he kind of became the star as time went on because yeah. he was so popular. So they did center things around him after a while. Steve! Steve! Steve. What are you doing here? Hi. I need to talk to you about Carl Winslow, policy number 659-1173, Zero, 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 Z. I'm a very busy man, Mr. Urkel. Oh, listen, Vernon. You can't charge Carl $10,000. He'll break it. That's not my problem. My job is to sell insurance, not help people. <laughs> Besides, he keeps his old rate if you move out. But I have no place else to go. I'll be homeless, destitute, ripped from the womb of the family I've come to know and love as my very own. Urkel. The one, the only, the OG nerd next door. The OG. The OG Nurkle. Nurkle. Steve Urkel. Purple Nurple. All right, Kendall, that was what, number three? Yeah, and Cliff, that was every that was something everyone should know. Oh no. It's time for the game show that makes you feel Some things you should know. And now here they are, those fat hosts. Cliff and Kendall. Right, you start me off, Kendall. All right, start me up. Start me up by asking me a question now. Here we go. Cliff, what? What was the occupation? Oh, Boas, uh, aren't you <laughs> done with whatever you're doing in here? 
boys, we're about to do the hokey pokey in just a few minutes. Oh dear, we know you didn't want to miss the hokey pokey. Oh no, you see boys, what you've got to do is you've got to stick one part of your body out and then shake it all about boys and then you put it back in and you do the hokey pokey. (laughs) It will be terrific fun. You've got to hurry up and join us. (laughs) That's what it's all about, dear. <laughs> well, I, that would be wonderful. We just have a, a few more minutes to go. We've got a few more left on our countdown, and we're just doing things you should know. Oh, we'll be right oh, there. I don't know what any of that is, dear, but we'll be we'll be ready for you when you come out, dear. <laughs> but hurry up. We can't hold them off too long. Oh, all right. We'll be there as soon as we can. All right, just do not do the Congo. Congo without. Oh, all right. You better be glad she didn't hear that, Cliff. I am ex- very glad. Cliff, what was the occupation of Jack the Ripper's five victims? Oh, Kendall. They were just your ladies who worked in the evening. Cliff, if you've got the money, honey, I got the time. <laughs> Kendall, I've got a very special on-topic thing you should know right here. All right. What first lady's idea of hard times, according to the Chicago Tribune, was tablecloths that shrink? Cliff, let's see. Was that... Oh, I'm trying... I can't remember her name. Uh, Carter's... No. Other than that, she no. just said no. Oh, Cliff, then it must have been Nancy Reagan. Nancy! Where, what are you eating now? It was a piece that fell on the floor. A piece, one last piece of crusty cake. You know, I told oh, you it was well, some I don't want it if it was on the weird, floor. like powdery form, kind of. It was very crunchy for a wedding cake. Crunchy wedding cake. I told you it was weird. That it sort of split apart. Well, I still wanted to try. I keep finding pieces that fell on my body. All right, Cliff. Uh, 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 let's see. What's my next question here? Who asked the musical question? Who's sorry now? Uh, 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 Was it the OG, Brenda Lee? No, it was not the OG, Brenda Lee. It was the OG, Connie Francis. Oh, sorry. Brenda Lee sang, I'm sorry, so sorry. All right, there you go. All right, Connie Francis, the OG. The OG, Connie Francis. What's a tropical cyclone called when its winds reach 74 miles per hour? Oh, is that a hurricane? Hurricane. Thunder, lightning. The way you got that answer right was frightening. Yes. <laughs> hurricane. I, I, I can't answer some questions. I'm going to call you Hurricane Kendall from now on. <laughs> Great. Cliff, what book did the McWhorter twins origin, uh, originate to settle arguments in English pubs. That was the Guinness Book of World Records. How did you know that? That's frightening. What new... Yeah. <laughs> what 20,000-year-old creature's DNA did scientists announce they would inject into the egg of an Asian elephant in 1999? Was that a woolly mammoth? Uh, it wasn't a shiny, smooth mammoth. That's for damn sure. So it was a woolly mammoth. I think we're we're bearing the lead that I got that correct. Oh. Urgent bulletin, you got that correct. <laughs> Cliff, what was Elvis Presley's middle name? Aaron. That is correct. Uh-oh, Kendall, finally for me. What was the first Italian fashion house to design a 2000 
$400 surfboard. Mm, Gucci. I don't Gucci, know. Gucci, baby. Gucci, Very Gucci. Italian. Gucci, Gucci. Gucci, Gucci, go. Gucci, Gucci, go. Gucci, Gucci, go. All right, well, that's all the things you should know. Oh, thank Join heaven. Join us next time for more things you should know. So many things that all of us should know. You know what else people should know, Cliff, is who is number two on the countdown? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I can tell you are desperate to know. And so all I can do is ease the anticipation just the way she would when she would just come downstairs, knock on the door and say, Mayor, are you are you at home? Is there, uh, can I come in and talk to you about this crazy date I had? Her name was Rhoda Morgenstern. Oh, boy, is she wonderful? Uh. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. I'm another person in the room. <laughs> Rhoda Morgenstern. Oh, Rhoda. Upstairs from Mary Richards. And boy, weren't they the pair. Talk about friendship. 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 <laughs> it's a wonderful pair. It was, you know, not love at first sight when Mary came in and Rhoda was measuring the windows because she thought that was going to be her apartment. <laughs> When I turned 21 and still wasn't married, my mother officially declared me an old maid. I think she had it notarized. Turned out to be some of my best friends are Rhoda. Rhoda with her window dressing at Hempels and everything. There was just nothing Rhoda couldn't do. She was really the all of us. You know, we're all Rhoda in our own way. I am here to rescue you from whatever it is you're doing because tonight is the last night of the Paul Newman Robert Redford movie. Oh. Both of them married together in the same picture. Two fantasies for the price of one. No. Don't tempt me, Rhoda. I can't. Mary, please. You're not hearing me now. Newman, Redford, you, me. You can have first choice. I'll take leftovers. <laughs> Rhoda, I'd love to, but I can't. i got to bring our obituary file up to date. Obituary file? Yeah, you know, the ones that we do in advance so that if somebody suddenly dies, then Ted doesn't just have to hum taps. So, anyway, here's to you, Rhoda, and your headscarves, and your mother... Oh, uh, what a pushy Jewish mother you had, Rhoda. She's going to make it after all, too. Oh, so listen, who is next? W. We're up to the W. Welsh, Raquel. Raquel Welsh. Raquel Welsh. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is going to be easy. Yeah. Raquel Welsh is obituary, sure. Okay. <laughs> One thing for positive. We know she didn't drown. <laughs> I, I feel like you had two pieces over there before I brought you two. Well, nothing, Kendall, don't believe what you're saying. Kendall, but Rhoda, you know, she married Joe, and even though they didn't last, not everybody lasts. no like, go. Like Crockpot and Bone, or whatever his name, the groom, they didn't last. They didn't Rick. even really get together. So, but, you know, Love and Rhoda, what else can you say? That was number two, Rhoda Morgenstein, Mary what Tyler Moore Show. Can you say? What else? <laughs> Not much. Uh, except for number one, Cliff. Number one. Oh, my God. Now, before I tell you number one, I do have to tell you a few honorable mentions that I will I can't leave off any list. Okay. So, Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace mm. deserves to be on a list. Marcy Darcy from Married with Children deserves to be on oh, a list. Oh, yeah. Um, Arthur and Vivian from Maud. 
deserve to be on this list. Oh yeah. Um, Barney and Betty Rubble. What about Sandra from Two Two Seven? Yeah, Sandra. Kimmy Gibbler from Full House. Um, Phyllis from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Phyllis, Phyllis was she like the Ropers was the what landlord? And yeah, yeah remember on Small Wonder there was that baby Gladys Kravitz who with the red hair she would come over. Yes, and they would see like, uh oh, did I just notice that your daughter is a robot? No, no, <laughs> not our daughter. No, you're crazy. <gasps> but it all leads up to the number one couple that were the neighbors. Of one of television's greatest, greatest couples, Lucy and Ricky, that is Fred and Ethel Mertz. Oh, right upstairs. Also landlord. Also landlord. Sometimes the landlord is your friend, guys. Sometimes it starts as a friendship and then turns into landlord. And sometimes it starts as a landlord that turns into friendship. You never know. Like Fred and Ethel didn't know. But then they learned. Then they were, of course, godparents to little Ricky. And now they know. Now they know. They even, even their friendship extended. They even stayed neighbors when they moved out. <laughs> oh, Lucy, don't cry about it. What if I cried every time I gained a pound? We'd be up to our ears in tears. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, Fred. Fred and Ethel moved into the guest house at their Connecticut place. And they raised chickens. And... Lucy and Ethel, Fred and Ricky. Oh, they were. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Lucy, is that my date? He's no dream, he's a nightmare. Is that your idea of a cute young chick? You'll never shop for my poultry. Always together, friends. Friends of friends forever, etc., etc. Lucy, let me out of here. Untie this coat. Not until you kiss and make up. I'll never speak to him again after the things he said to me. What about the things you said to me? She said my mother looks like a weasel. <laughs> Apologize, Ethel. No. Oh, come on, Ethel. Tell him you're sorry. Well. I'm sorry your mother looks like a weasel. Oh, uh, Fred and Ethel, where, where I shudder to think where society would be if we'd never had Fred and Ethel. We'll pick a year like 1900, and we won't use anything that was invented after that. Good, 1900. Uh, did they use electric lights before then, Fred? Don't look at me. Ask Ethel. Kendall, I want to know, of all these neighbors, who would you most want to live next door to? I don't know. I think it would be really fun to live. <laughs> I think it would be really fun to live uh, next to Fred and Ethel because they, they are the, the best. They would. That would be really fun. Or, or really... I, I mean, I have to. I mean, right, where, now, where'd that piece of cake come from? Now, this, is, this isn't even cake. This is just some old crackers I found here in the booth. I must have stowed them away oh. back on the ride tour. Well, Cliff, I, we better get out there and get that food for it's gone because I know they're going to want to get you singing soon. I got I got to warm up because I have forty forty minute number four forty five with the new song. All right, gonna, well, you, we you better go. rest your throat while eating all that food. I'm a professional; it'll be fine. <laughs> all right, this okay. has been Cliff and and we'll see you here next week. Oh yeah! Is there any cake left? Oops, sorry. They're <laughs> up next wedding candle.
Thanks for listening to Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com.